Welcome back, everybody, to the Real Madrid podcast. And coming up today, we're going to be taking a look ahead to this weekend's El Clasico. And we'll round up what's been happening in the Madrid news media in what has been a very memorable week so far. Kylian Mbappe, no surprise, making plenty of headlines today after PSG's spectacular display in beating Bayern Munich in Champions League. Now, Leonardo was quick out of the dressing room to get in front of the TV cameras to talk about Mbappe and Neymar's contracts. He said, we'll be happy to discuss contracts soon. We will be having a more concrete situation where we can discuss these matters. What does that actually mean? Well, nobody's really sure. All we do know is there has been no change to the situation with regard to either Neymar or Mbappe's contracts. As for Vinicius, 48 hours later, the smile still firmly etched on his face. That said... It was still interesting to see a poll in the Spanish press today asking, would you put Vinicius as part of a deal to get Mbappe? 61% of people said yes, and you don't have far to look in the media either for speculation around Vinicius's future, and that if PSG has said are to let Mbappe go, they will want in return not only Vinicius, but cash as well. Also, still plenty of people discussing Zidane's interview with Italian television after the game the other night, where Del Piero was also part of the picture. Those two, of course, were teammates back in the 1990s. Italy, he said, is still in my heart. I spent five years in Turin. Juventus is still very important to me. Asked about a potential future with Juventus, he said, a future at Juve? Well, I'm here now. We will have to see. What was also interesting about that interview is that we rarely see Zidane laughing and smiling and almost joking away with the TV interviewers and anybody else that's on screen. Uh, But he was certainly in relaxed mood when he was on Sky Italia the other night. Just staying on Zidane and his future in the medium term, which is of interest to a great many, it seems, this week. Uh, Coach Christophe Gauthier, who is the man in charge of Lille at the moment, he was asked about uh, his view of him taking over the national team. He said, I'm a loyal fan of the French national team. I personally have no desire to take the role, but I think Deschamps' replacement should be and will be Zidane. If it is, it is the right decision. His contract, remember, ends in 2022, Deschamps, which is the same year as Zidane's contract ends with Real Madrid. Now, all this talk about Kylian Mbappe, what about Erling Haaland? Well, all the speculation doesn't mean that Erling Haaland has been forgotten. It's exactly the opposite, really, despite the fact that agent and father have been on a highly public tour around some of the biggest names in Europe inside Madrid. They believe if a deal is possible, they are in a very good position, partly due to the work that Odegaard is putting in, The two remain very close friends, both on and off the field, remember. The Dortmund CEO, Vatska, is again on very good terms with President Perez. And lastly, the agent Mino Raiola, who at present doesn't really have any functioning relationship with Real Madrid, but who is very keen to develop one, all adds up. The question on the lips of some of the media commentators is, could Madrid secure what would be the coup of the century, really? by signing Mbappe and Erling Haaland. Uh, Michael Zork, incidentally, has been talking about the situation financially, partly at Borussia Dortmund. He said that they'd lost between 80 and 90 million in revenue and we must act. But he then said, with Haaland, 
We have a clear position. We have communicated it to those involved. Now, what he didn't say is what that situation was. It could be that they have no intention of letting Haaland go next season and that to raise the money, they will consider selling Jadon Sancho instead. Or, of course, it could mean that the clubs that are interested have been told that he is for sale this summer. Well, all this positive energy is certainly feeding through to the fans. The media poll ahead of this weekend's El Clasico. Who will win, Madrid-Barcelona, or will it be a draw? 57% believe Madrid will win, and only 34% going for Barcelona, 9% believing it will be a draw. Uh, on Thursday, good news on the field. Danny Carvajal has been seen working for the first time out on the field with the ball. He, remember, has been out since February the 14th. He took part in a full session, but it is highly unlikely that he will feature in any way this weekend. Eden Hazard, though, has completed another training session without any issues and will be in the squad for the game against Barcelona. You may well have seen on social media pictures of Eden Hazard scoring some spectacular goals in training today. Now, there's been a lot of speculation over the course of the season about the relationship between Karim Benzema and Vinicius. What does Benzema think of the player on the eve of El Clasico? He spoke about the Brazilian. He said, Vini is a very young player. I believe fully in him. He has everything he needs to succeed here in Madrid. That is why I talk a lot with him. And that is both on and off the field, he said. Sometimes I might be loud, but I have his best interests at heart. I know he can give more sometimes because he is a phenomenon when he wants to be. On the game itself of El Clasico, he said, it is the best game in the world for everybody, not just me. As always, it's going to be very difficult. Both teams like to have possession of the ball. Barcelona, they always have possession of the ball. We know this. They have a very good goalkeeper. And then, of course, there is Messi. We must be very careful. Right then, let's look ahead to El Clasico. Now, 224 previous meetings. Madrid lead the way. 90 victories to Barcelona's 86. Barcelona are winless in the last three. It ended a run, a good run they'd been on prior to that, where they were unbeaten in the previous seven. Now, back in October, Madrid won 3-1. Valverde, Ramos and Luka Modric were the goal scorers. Uh, now, despite the fact they had less possession on the day, they created 15 attempts on goal to Barcelona's 10. Ramos and Cruz were Madrid's highest-rated players on the day. Eight different players for Madrid had attempts on goal, including Rafa Varane. It was his uh, defensive partner, though, Ramos, who was the most prolific on the day with three attempts. All of them, as well, were on target. Tony Cruz has been much in the news this week after another fabulous performance. He had another one of those days where virtually everything he passed found an opponent. 89 touches of the ball, which, as usual, was more than any other player out on the field in a Madrid shirt. And again, 93.9% pass completion rate. As for Barcelona... Uh, only three players actually had shots on goal on the day, uh, Fati, Messi and Coutinho. There will be no Coutinho, of course, because he is now out 
for the remainder of the season. Now, this time last year, when Barcelona visited Madrid, Madrid won 2-0. Vinicius and a very late goal by Mariano won the day again. Real Madrid created significantly more goal-scoring chances. Danny Carvajal, given the man of the match for Madrid, seven different players in a white shirt, having an attempt on Barcelona's game. And again, Cruz allowed to direct the midfield, his contribution almost faultless, 97.6% pass completion rate. And again, that was 91 touches of the ball, more than any other player out there on the day. It's going to be very interesting to see how Ronald Koeman actually deals with Tony Cruz tomorrow when you look back over the recent run of success that Madrid have had against Barcelona. He has been key in those successes. Barcelona's last win in Madrid, it isn't that long ago, March of 2019, when Rakitic scored the only goal of the game. And goals will always happen in Madrid. The last time, incidentally, we had a nil-nil. You've got to go a long old way back. April the 12th of 1989, Leo Beenhacker was the man in charge for Madrid. Terry Venables was at Barcelona, and despite the talents of Hugo Sanchez and Butorgueño and Archibald and Lineker for Barcelona, there was no goals on the day. Now let's have a look at the tail of the tape. Some of the key statistics going into this game. Madrid have scored 51 goals to Barcelona's 68. Shots per game average, 14.2 for Real Madrid, 15.7 for Barcelona. Shots on target per game, 4.7 for Real Madrid, 6.8 for Barcelona. Average possession per game, 58.2 for Real Madrid, 62.1 for Barcelona. Pass completion rate, 87.7% for Real Madrid, 89.5 for Barcelona. Disciplinary-wise, uh, 46 yellow cards for Madrid, 49 for Barcelona. One red card each, Tau for Real Madrid and Clement Lenglet for Barcelona. Average number of tackles in per game, 14.2 for Real Madrid, 13.1 for Barcelona. Uh, fouls per game, 10.2 for Real Madrid, 9.1 for Barcelona. Offsides, 2.4 per game, Real Madrid, 2.5 for Barcelona. And the amount of times fouled per game, 12.7 Real Madrid, 13.4 for Barcelona. And opposition shots allowed on goal, 9.2 Real Madrid, 8.2 for Barcelona. So statistically, out of those numbers, the only area of the game of any significance where Madrid have been superior to Barcelona is the number of tackles they get in over 90 minutes. As we said, 14.2 to 13.1. Barcelona's away record is very good this season. They've won more games than anybody else with 10. They're the only team in double figures. They've scored more goals than anybody else, 31. And they've the joint best defence conceding just 10 along with Atletico. Out of four games lost, three were away from home. They were beaten twice in Madrid, though, this season. Getafe and Atletico have both beaten them 1-0 and 2-0, respectively. Real Madrid at home lost five times this season in all competitions. Cadiz, Alaves and Levante in La Liga. So then, who have been the key players for Barcelona this season? The goal scorers, the assist providers overall. 18 different players have scored goals this season. 
The only one, though, in double figures, yes, is Leo Messi, of course, on 23. The appetite remains as strong as it has always been, despite the upsets of earlier on this season and his recent form. 12 goals in the last 11 games says it all. And the way it's going, he should easily surpass his total of 25 goals for last season. Who else is helping out? Well, Griezmann. Oh, he may not have been involved in too much of the build-up due to the fact that his wife gave birth to their third child this Thursday. But he has been on the score sheet internationally in the last few weeks. He got the winner against Bosnia for France, getting France's only goal again as well in the 1-1 with Ukraine for club. He scored two in the last three games in what was uh, a couple of very comfortable victories, of course, 4-6-1 and six one over Sociedad and Huesca. Dembele has also got two in the last two for Barcelona. Uh, 16 players have served up assists. Messi tops that list again with eight. Griezmann has provided six, Alba and de Jong on four each. As for Real Madrid, significantly less goal scorers this season, as we know, just 13. Benzema on 18 leads the list in Madrid. Behind him, you've got to go a long way back. Casemiro on five. One more goal for him, and it'll be his best ever goal scoring season. Marco Asensio back to great form. He's on four. Uh, and Tony Cruz, no surprise, he is the lead assist provider on eight. Twelve other players have provided. Benzema is on six and Rodrigo on five. And that just about wraps it up then for today. It has been an exceptional week so far. Let us hope that the team can keep it going then on Saturday. Do enjoy El Clasico wherever it is in the world you're watching. I will be back next week as we look ahead to the Champions League second leg with Liverpool at Anfield. There's still some football left to be played in that game as well. Until then, from me, Tim Cable. Till next time, bye-bye for now.